Welcome to Greatness, where the world's leading thinkers share their ideas about how to create greatness. Great leaders, great teams, and great organizations. Why be good when you can be great? This is Gretchen Gagel, and I'm so excited to welcome Christine Monroe, connector and community builder to the Greatness Podcast. Welcome, Christine. Thank you, Gretchen. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. So before we dive into the important topic that we're here to discuss today, I love starting with people's personal stories about how they became passionate about what they're doing. So Christine, tell us a little bit about how your passion for helping women entrepreneurs um, developed in your lifetime. Yeah. So that's a great question because actually for all my life and I'm 45 years old, I feel like I've searched for my pa- I've been searching for my passion for most of my life and most of my career, because when I first started my career, I actually started in real estate. Um, My father was in real estate and he told me, you know, if you want to start a career, you should get into real estate. And so I worked in many different corporate businesses doing commercial real estate, residential finance and all those things, but all the while kind of feeling unfulfilled and not really knowing what my purpose was. Um, I'm a real social butterfly and I really like to socialize with people. And when I would go to networking events for business, I found them to be quite lonely and I found them to be quite, um, well, all about self-promotion. And so I just didn't really find true connection in these networking groups and I didn't really enjoy them. And so I didn't really do much of them. And then so after a 15 year um, real estate career, my husband and I decided to move to Denver. I'm originally from Canada. And uh, I thought this is a great way to start fresh, kind of reset, do something and find what I'm passionate about um, and kind of stay home and take care of my children. So do things that I could do at home. And so I stopped um, developing homes and townhomes and things like that. And I started doing like side businesses from home, you know, whether it be in beauty, things that I was interested in, or skincare or things like that. And I really started to learn about um, how to market myself on social media. And I started really teaching social media to other women entrepreneurs, trying to figure out my way because I was in this transition period where I was really trying to figure out myself, learn more about myself and um, market myself. And I started really getting into different groups of community, um, meeting all sorts of women of all different industries, because before when I was in real estate, I only networked with real estate people. And I found uh, that as soon as I started getting in rooms with other women that were in a wide variety of different industries, I really started getting different perspectives on business. And I found it so fascinating and it really helped um, my growth. And so I just really loved how I grew in myself with really learning from other women. And so I then decided to start a community here in Denver called Business Bosses Who Brunch to 
really um, create a community that goes beyond networking, but it's more for connection and for support, collaboration, accountability, and mentorship. Because I find that those things, once you connect with women and really um, hold each other accountable and support one another, is how we all can grow our businesses. Instead of just passing our business card to each other, um, it has really allowed myself to grow both in my personal life, but also in business. Mm. And Christine, there's so much there that I want to unpack a little bit. So uh, <laughs> you and I shared this, having moved to a different country and, and starting over, I was yeah. 54 when I moved to Australia and started mm-hmm. my business over here. And, and it can be very daunting to start over in a new community, especially when you're in a different country mm-hmm. and people think, oh, Canada and America or America and Australia, they're the same. Well, they're not. So that's, that's what right. we have learned. We might speak the same language, but there's definitely a lot of differences. But what do you think mm-hmm, gave you sure. the courage to really deeply explore your passion when you moved to Denver? Yeah, I mean, in terms of the community, I, I had it on my mind to gather women just because I was looking for that community when I first came here and I didn't know anybody and I wasn't really finding um, something that really fit and I wanted to start it. But of course, um, I had self-doubt. I thought, well, who's going to come to my events if I don't know anybody? But it was because of myself putting myself in other rooms with women where we would share our goals and our dreams is where I really shared that. And they are the ones that helped support me and motivate me into, you know, strategically helping me like, okay, well, this is how maybe you should start, but also just encouraging me to get started. And so it took about a year in the making of um, just working on like other businesses, but then really my passion was to form this community. And it really was because of the community that I surrounded myself with. I think that's a really great lesson. We're, we just kicked off the fifth cohort of a women's leadership program in the pipeline industry. And they, they always pick the topics after the first session that they want to talk about. And imposter syndrome and confidence building comes up over and over again. Um, mm-hmm. you, you just mentioned that, that you think, wow, you have self-doubt. And so how did you... I mean, I think that's one thing we all need to talk about it because we all have it at times, right? I'm sitting in Sydney getting ready to go to a construction conference with thousands of people that I've never been to the conference. I may not know very many people. You know, we all have those moments of self-doubt. How did you effectively deal with that? Yeah. And I, I honestly thought that, you know, all these other people can do these things because they don't feel the way I feel. And then when I started talking to other women that were also building businesses, um, building dreams, and they would share the same struggles. And when I knew I wasn't, and I would look at them thinking, wow, these women have built amazing things. They have accomplished great things and they still have the same struggles I do with imposter syndrome and self-doubt and things like that. And once I knew that and I didn't feel alone anymore is when that gave me the courage to feel like, well, if they feel that too, then I'm not alone and that we can all help each other and that we can, if they can do it, then I can do it too. So that was a big part of it was again, the community of watching other women that I viewed as so successful, but also shared the same struggles. Yeah. So tell us more about the the bosses who brunch 
about the program and how it's evolved. Yeah, for sure. So I call it Business Bosses Who Brunch um, because I love to brunch and I love to socialize around food. And so we we do meet quarterly for brunch, but the main um, premise of the whole community is that I wanted to connect face-to-face on a monthly basis for mentorship. So every month we have a different leader or a different mentor that leads the group in a different aspect, either whether it's um, self-development or business strategy. So we had a topic on, we did a values exercise with the group one month with a life coach. We did a breathwork session with a uh, certified breathwork coach. Uh, and then we do hot seats, which is we had a business coach come in and lead the group in having everyone share, had 10 minutes in the hot seat. Everybody shared their goals, what they were working on, what they needed help with. And then everybody in the group would share their perspective or share their advice, share their resources or connect them with somebody that they knew so that we can all help every woman along in their business. So they're more like workshops every month and then quarterly we brunch. And so during the brunches, we also have a keynote speaker that will speak to the group on entrepreneurship, lessons learned, you know, anything that's inspirational or motivational. Mm, Fabulous. You know, I'm in, I'm in Denver quarterly. Maybe I can catch up for one of your brunches. That would be (laughs) be nice. So uh, tell, tell us a little bit more about this, um, the support network. Cause I think this is really critical. I have a friend, um, Cheryl Campbell, who, um, was head of gas operations at Excel energy. She actually mm-hmm. lives in Denver. She'd be a great inspirational speaker for you. She sits yeah. on the board of, um, PG and E now and a couple of other boards. And she talks about her personal advisory committee, her personal board of directors. I think that's what she calls it. And I, I when I was going through my PhD in my fifties, um, I put together team Gretchen. I used to joke that I was going to get t-shirts that said team Gretchen of the people that were helping me get through my PhD. So mm. tell us a little bit more about how this um, support manifests itself in the group. Yeah. And I think that how I kind of put it out there was that it goes beyond networking because a lot of people feel that when you hear the word networking, like myself, I felt that it was self-promotion. It wasn't like a lot of connection. And so I really um, emphasize that it was beyond networking and that if you wanted deep connection, that this was the place for you because we weren't about surface level. We wanted to come to the group with the intention of connecting with each other on a deeper level because we, I find that deep connections is where you can really get out of your comfort zone and grow together. And so a lot of the, I just really feel that the women that we've been attracting since we started have really come there for that and gotten so much out of it in terms of building friendships right away. When we had our first brunch, I thought, okay, it might be a little far-fetched to, um, expect that the whole group would connect so deeply on the first one. It might take a few months to develop that, but because I think I went in with that intention and I was letting everybody know that that's what we're here for, people started sharing deep things and stories about themselves right off the bat. And I think Mm -hmm. it let others, gave permission to the other women to do the same. And once everybody was sharing so deeply Uh, I think we just connected right away and 
therefore, right away, the women were branching off outside of the events right away to collaborate on their things that they had going on. So already that's been happening. And so we've only been doing this since January. And I believe last month at one of the events, every time somebody comes that's new, they're fascinated at how long have you women known each other? Because it feels like you guys have known each other for a long time. But really, a lot of the women just met just this year and have already made that bond and of support and just coming for like friendship as well to support them in business and in life. Yeah. I think one of the reasons that I appreciate this so much, having spent the first 20 years of my career from 1986 yeah, to 2005 and very male dominated uh, manufacturing construction, you mm-hmm. know, with a big investment banking strategy firm in the construction industry where there were, um, when I joined, I was woman number two in 40 years out of 170 consultants. And then I left, Christine, you may not know this about me, but um, I ran the Women's Foundation of Colorado for five years as their president from 2005 to 2010. And it was such a gift to immerse myself in a women's community. It's how I became involved in the International Women's Forum and and lots of different things. And then I ended up coming back into the construction industry. Um, But it it created this uh, community. I love how you use the word community, this community of um, women that I deeply care about and have relationships with that I wouldn't have experienced if I had just stayed in, I wouldn't have experienced it in the same way if I had just Mm -hmm. stayed in the construction industry. So I'm, I'm a woman out there listening and maybe I don't live in Denver, Colorado. I might live in Melbourne, Australia or someplace else. What advice do you give to women that, um, that are entrepreneurs, business leaders, et cetera, about finding community? Yeah, I, I did not find any at first that I jived with here in Denver when I first moved here. Now there are many and I'm actually have collaborated with them. Uh, but I think that I ventured out not just locally, but I found communities wherever I could find them, where I would go online and I would search for whether it's networking or women entrepreneurs looking for support and looking for virtual communities. And I started, um, joining communities outside of Colorado first. And that's why I decided to start one in Colorado. And then it's funny because once I did that, I ended up connecting with so many women that also have communities or part of other communities that they recommended to me. And so now instead of it being a um, competitive thing, I'm actually have really connected with other community builders here in Colorado Um, And we are collaborating of how we can join forces of bringing all of our communities together. Mm, That's so powerful. That's so powerful. So what's my first step? I'm, I'm out there. I am listening to you. I'm, I'm thinking, gosh, I'm a woman business leader, entrepreneur that hasn't found her community yet. What, what, what advice do you have for that person? Yeah, well, I started how I started when I didn't know anybody and I couldn't find community is number one, I started listening to podcasts uh, for women entrepreneurs because I was in a transition where I was switching my career. Uh, So I started listening to podcasts and they would recommend other communities, but other tips on 
what to do in your business. And that's how I found a lot of um, other communities. And I really started on social media because my other business is in social media, but I really just found a community on social media as well. And so that is one of the things that's easy and it's just accessible to everybody while you're at home and maybe can't find that face-to-face community at first is online. You can find, um, you know, like-minded women that you want to follow that, you uh, you share the same passions with. And then in turn, when you talk to people on social media, you can also find out where they go, where they, who they connect with, what books and podcasts they Mm -hmm. listen to. And so it's really about connecting first with other people so that you can learn about where they learn from and where they go. I think that's really how it started for me. I think the first, when I first came to Denver And I was listening to a podcast. There was this one podcast I was listening to called Powerhouse Women. She is a connection builder too. And she's one of my mentors. And I I really learned from her because a few years ago I had reached out. I think I shared it on my social media that everyone, you should listen to this podcast. She has great tips on how to start a business or even if you have that dream to start something, but you don't want to. um, She encourages people to face your fears and get started. And I had posted it just saying like, listen to this. She had reached out to me um, in the direct messages to say, thank you so much. I really appreciate you listening and I appreciate you sharing. And I thought, wow, it's not every day that you listen to a podcast and that the podcast host reaches out to you with a voice message to say, to show her appreciation. And I thought that that really stood out. And because of that, I started listening to her more. I started really digging into what she was doing and the communities that she was building. So that's why as part of the reason why I would travel, I would travel to Arizona to go to her communities and um, learn from her and learn from her community of all the women that were there as well. And it's really one of the reasons that catapulted my business and then for me to create this community here as well. Mm. What a beautiful story. So the other thing that, um, that we all struggle with, and my book and my TEDx talk are about this, this whole working mom concept, and, and it, it may not be that you have children. I, I dealt with it with my mother you know, 10 years of dementia and passing away from Alzheimer's, Mm -hmm. we have a lot of things on our plate. And Mm -hmm. so maybe, maybe I'm sitting out there listening to this podcast thinking, I don't have time. I don't have time to find community. I'm, I'm barely hanging on by my fingertips, just, you know, getting the kids to soccer and doing my job and caring for my parents or caring for myself. What, what advice do you have when, if you're kind of feeling, or, or if you're not a social butterfly, that's the other thing. You know, you, yeah. you you said that at the beginning of the podcast. I'm a social butterfly, so this is really energizing to you. But maybe mm-hmm. it's harder for some other people to step into community. Yeah, I, I definitely see that, and I definitely resonate with that. Even myself being a social butterfly, I know that I find myself even when I go to events, and I know that I'm not going to know anybody there. I feel like, oh, like I wonder if I'm going to go there and not have anybody to talk to. That's still a, a thing. And especially for working or for moms and for busy women that have a lot on their plate, I do have two small children and I do understand it is very difficult to get out there and try to manage all the things. Um, And so that's why I say sometimes 
even if you're just at home and you feel like, you know, you have so much things on your plate, just going on even virtual, um, I guess, uh, what do you call them? Virtual communities has really helped me with trying to get to know people on social media. Um, But one thing that I do want to say to that is that a lot of women do say that they don't have time for themselves because they have children, they have a family, they have their jobs. But I think that it's so important to carve out that time for yourself. And so the first thing that I always tell the women when they come to an event is that I congratulate, like not thank them for being there, but to congratulate them for showing up because they are doing something for themselves. And it's so common that us as women put everybody else first, our families, our husbands, our wives, our, you know, friends before we put ourselves first. And I think it's important to actually intentionally put that time aside to put ourselves first, because it is important to, as hard as it may be to step out of your comfort zone, to put yourself out there, connect with other women, because it just, it's so huge and monumental in growing yourself and and growing your business or even if you're not in business just growing yourself yeah it is it is the gift we give ourselves and we're worth it that's Mm -hmm. um i i 100 agree with you so christine i could talk to you for hours about this topic and i really applaud you for stepping out there and, and finding your passion i think that's the other key lesson here is that um and your passions can change over life we could run into each other 20 years from now and you might say oh my gosh now i'm passionate about this and i've gone and done something yeah. um, completely different so for our listeners out there any any parting words of advice as we wrap up this podcast Yeah, I think I want to just touch on what you just said, because a girlfriend of mine asked me once I was started this community, she said, so is this like the be all and end all? Is this uh, what you're going to retire with? Because you seem so passionate now and that you found your purpose and all these things. And I said, yeah, I'm very passionate about this community. But I've learned now that this is, I don't know where I, I will be. All I know is that I am where I should be now. I am doing what I am meant to do now, helping who I am meant to help now. And whatever, wherever that leads me is I'm meant to do this so that it's like just other stepping stones to where I end up in the future. Because I think before I kept chasing that purpose, I kept chasing uh, the passion without just realizing that whatever you're doing now is just what's meant to be to get you to where you're going to go. And so knowing that and not constantly chasing something and just being in the present moment and enjoying finding the things that you enjoy now in whatever you do is I think what's key in terms of going forward and feeling happy and fulfilled in the moment. No, that's such great advice. I can't think of anything. uh, I can't think of anything even more important than what you just said to live in the moment and just um, experience what it is you're meant to be doing right now. Christine, it's been such a joy to speak with you. I'm so glad we were able to connect. I can't wait to catch up with you in person during one of my upcoming trips to Denver, Colorado. And thank you so much for joining the Greatness Podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. Interested in hearing more? Visit us at greatnessconsulting.com. Thank you.